Yeah. But first of all, we've got Michael Bloodgood, Les Carlson, and David Sefiro all here uh, this evening to talk hey, about... Hey, hey, Yes, indeed. <laughs> Say hi to everybody. <laughs> Hello, everybody. So who wants to start and let us know how Bloodgood formed as a band in the first place? Well, I guess I'm the best one to start with because that kind of got led me to do this. But mm-hmm. uh, back, uh, way back, when 82, 83 or something like that, I guess it was but maybe 82, um, I really got, you know, uh, a friend of mine who was in another local Christian band just got a real uh, burden for the heavy metal kids, mm-hmm. uh, especially in the Bellevue area because it was all metal back then. Yeah. And so we just prayed that God would raise up a band. And then the more I prayed, the more I realized I thought God, well, maybe God's telling me to lead this band. <laughs> yeah. so I just, which is really kind of a shock. So I, uh, you know, because I wasn't really looking to do anything else. You know, I was already pretty actively involved in my own band at that point. Mm-hmm. And I talked to Daryl Mansfield about it. Daryl really told me just to, to go for it, you yeah. know, to make it happen. Yeah. And uh, so I did. I just committed to prayer. And then uh, JT got off the road, our first drummer. And, I told him about the idea. He thought it was kind of stupid, but he said he'd come over and pray anyway. And about a year and a half went by. The two of us were praying. And, of course, you know, as the thing was going on, JT really got into it. And and uh, we just prayed about it. And then we prayed about a guitar player. And then David's name came up, which we both knew. But David and JT had been in a band uh, before, the Crystal City Rockers. Yes. They're pretty familiar with each other. But I knew David from working <laughs> at a store, Bandstand East. Okay. I knew he was a great shredding guitar player. I didn't know what he what he was doing in Crystal City Rockers personally. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> the idea to David, and, and uh, so we started praying about it. And then, of course, came the singing. And that's why I put on an ad in the Rocket Magazine, which is a local uh, music mag up here in, in Seattle area. It's long gone now. And Les answered the, uh, the ad. And after a couple months of God prodding him, he realized that he was supposed to be in this band. I knew he was going to be in the band the day I met him, so mm-hmm. I was pretty excited about it. So uh, that's again, yeah, that's basically how we started. So we we met. I think JT and uh, Les and I met over a cup of coffee, some old uh, dump restaurant in Seattle. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, we shook hands and said, "Let's start this band." We hadn't really heard each other play. I hadn't heard Les sing, mm-hmm. but we we're just so committed to the uh, the vision God had given each of us individually and now corporately. But that's that's kind of how we started. Yeah, and Les, and, uh, what were you doing? Yeah, sorry, go ahead, Michael. Well, I was just saying that's yeah. that's kind of how we got started. So we yeah. just started. You know, we were going to do some cover songs, and Les says, "No, no, no, we're going to do original stuff." So we yeah. started writing, and, uh-huh. and uh, we rehearsed and, and dinked around, and we heard about this band called Striper. Yeah, and uh, they were coming to Seattle on the Yellow and Black Attack, and. Uh, Joe Blaylock, who was a local promoter at that time, came up and heard yeah. us rehearse maybe two or three songs. He said, okay, you guys are on the bill. And that was it. That's mm-hmm. kind of yeah. all started. KCMS Seattle. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> at least you listened to him, actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Keith great. Black. Yeah, Keith Black as well. Uh, Les, yeah. what were you doing before this? Uh, you were doing, I think, musical theater. Is that right? Well, I, yeah, way before that, I was yeah. I used to be in the Broadway musical Hair. Right. Uh, and uh, I performed in Seattle and in Miami at the Coconut Grove Playhouse. And then we went on the road uh, with the bus and truck tour, uh, you know, sanctioned out of New York. Yeah. And, uh, I did that for, I did the show for two and a half years. Mm. And, uh, but that was quite a, you know, a few years before I got saved. Yeah. So, um but that was, uh, yeah, it was where I got my theatrical background. In, yeah, right? yeah. Well, it's great because Bloodgood is a very theatrical band. Uh, I know I love your live shows. And uh, we're going to get into it later about your video. Um, I was going to ask you about your solo career as well, Les. I think you had a couple solo albums and also I think one with your wife. Is that right? Uh, yeah, that was before Bloodgood yeah. and I was before getting saved. So that. Yeah. They weren't really solo albums. We had a band. Yeah. And uh, so we had releases in uh, in Europe and all, actually all over the world except for America. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we did television and stuff in, in yeah. Italy. And um, yeah, it was just, you know, we had signed to a producer and then he got record deals worldwide. Mm-hmm. And um, we played in a club act together in the Northwest in... in uh, in Kent, Washington, and just in the Seattle area mm-hmm. for many years. And then we 
we uh, basically hired a keyboard player that came into the band and he was quite different than anybody we'd ever met. It just so happened he was a Christian. Mm-hmm. We didn't know that at the time. and uh, But we were very curious as to, when I say we, Joyce and I, Yeah. Um, we were just very moved by the kind of person that he was. He was just unlike anybody we'd ever met before. And so when I asked him why he was different, basically, he said, um, I have a relationship with Jesus. Mm. <laughs> and I... Uh, <laughs> I backed up about 10 feet, I think, in, you know, not physically, but in my heart, I was like, whoa, okay, you know. And because I had such a adverse reaction, I thought to myself, wow, that's kind of weird, Les, that you were attracted to this person. And when you found out that Jesus was the reason he was that way, you backed up. So there might be something to Jesus. Maybe there's, maybe he's for real, you know. Yeah. So then we got curious and asked questions, and he gave us a book, More Than a Carpenter, and both Joyce and I were reading it, I think, separately and kind of in secret, not wanting the other one to know that we were being drawn <laughs> to the living Savior. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been really stupid for one of us <laughs> Christian. I would have totally blown the whole gig, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but still, the, the, uh, the call was so intense that we both ended up one day in the kitchen going, Hey, Jesus was God in the flesh, and uh, and uh, you know we said, yeah. What are we going to do about it? Yeah. So we went back in the bedroom and asked Jesus into our hearts, and ended just weeping and like little babies, and looking at each other and seeing each other differently at that moment. Yeah, sort of in a, I mean, our eyes were open to yeah. the purity of extraordinary. Christ. That's extraordinary. And I went up and bought, a. I went to the Bible bookstore and bought two Bibles, one for her and one for me. Mm-hmm. All we could do was read the word. I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, we didn't want to do anything else. <laughs> and so, we, but we're still in the nightclubs, you know, because that's what we did. We'd go to work at night and, but we'd read all day and go to work. And then at night we'd come back and read some more and read all day. And we just kept doing it. And there was a lot of changes taking place in us, and God was amazing. And we were totally on a honeymoon in love yeah. with Christ. That's kind, yeah. Awesome. So I was going to ask you, too, another question about, um, I think recently, with the last year, most of your albums have been remastered and re-released. Even your last one was released again, remastered. Yeah. What's the process for that, and, and how much um, benefit is that to have them remastered, other than, say, some out-of-print music or music that's never been on a CD before or on a vinyl before? Uh, what are some of the benefits of that, and what's been your experience with the remasters? Well, I mean, I, for one, love it because, yeah. you know, Dangerously Close is never on vinyl. So for a lot of the real fans out there, it's a real big deal to get yeah. stuff in a different format. Bonus tracks. Uh, you know, we we did a cover of the Beatles song "The Word," which yes. nobody's heard in this country for the most know. part. You know, in Love fact, it. I always always laugh at some less. You know, the the people that reviewed the record in Europe, they didn't even catch on to the fact that we were doing a Beatle cover song. Yeah. So I said, Les, you and I got credit for doing a, you know, a Lemon Carney deal. <laughs> <laughs> well, I heard the song on our station one night and went, I know that song. How do I know that song? Right. And then it dawned on me, that's the Beatles. <laughs> a Beatle cover. Yeah, it's, it's kind of an obscure Beatles song. Yeah. You know, yeah. Really a Beatles fan like I am, but you know. Yeah, me uh, too. But it, you wouldn't have to change the lyrics. It was just the perfect song. And I know. Yeah. I was just, I'm just, I was just so glad we got it on the record. I was just really proud of it, and I love the vocals, and you know, it was just so much fun. All four of us were singing that thing, including Oz, and it was just it was great. We had a blast doing it. Yeah. But, but besides that, it's just great to get, you know, some of these bonus tracks from the live from Sacramento stuff got published, and, yeah. and posters, and you know, thanks to uh, you know to Gerder, you know, yeah. uh, we just kind of sit back and and you know give him permission, and away he goes. So mm-hmm. uh, it's been really, yes. really really fun, and and a lot of the stuff. It needed to be remastered. Detonation needed right. to be remastered. It sounds fabulous. Yeah. Uh, you know, David went and took the soundtrack to uh, Trenches, which is a lot of everything from every record, and just made it glorious. You know, the the, the sonic satisfaction is just beyond words. Well worth getting, then, yeah. 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 So you know, I, I would like to, 
to actually add to that girder thing a little mm -hmm. bit because I saw uh, he also you know got the rights from uh, Meisenheimer Music, which mm -hmm. is Frontline Records, um, the the publisher now that owns our <coughs> uh, yeah. Bloodgood album, the and the Detonation album. Those were just re released on yeah. vinyl, mm -hmm. and the packaging, uh, the way oh, he yeah. put it together, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just flat yeah. out genius. Yeah. It's so well done. Yeah, and I think that happens because. You know, there's a certain number of um, that are ordered to begin with, and when they sell out, you go, "Well, we're going to re-up this." Right. So, can we make it better? And yeah, in that case, things get remastered. Yeah. And and then the job that David did on Detonation mm. when he remastered the CD. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. I never heard that album sound that powerful before. Yeah. Yeah. So David's amazing at remastering too. He sure is. Yeah. Yeah, we love you, Dave. Yeah, man. Among other things, David. It's among like, other things. Among other things. Like, among like, other like things, the, David. It's yeah. like the Terminator. I love you, buddy. It's like, it's like the Terminator. Yeah. I love you too, man. Yeah. I love you too, We dude. love each other. It's a problem. Yeah. Or maybe it's sweeter. I love you too, sweetheart. It's it's too sweet. The Terminator. I'm a Terminator. That's what I do. Time to dinner. <laughs> David, you come into Blood Good at the beginnings here. Um, Hold on, let me let, of, let me interject a couple. Go things, ahead, though. yes, sir. If I may, yeah. uh, and you, last Mike, correct me if I'm wrong. Michael did a solo record, right? And you worked with Craig oh, yeah, Church yeah. on that. And then Les, you did uh, a solo record, kind of a do you know partnership with um, you know the bass player for uh, Air Supply. That's right. I want to title him that way so people know who he is. Yeah, but it's yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah, that was not a solo project. It was a Carlson right. Cromwell. It was a that's just, it. You know. That's it. I was actually yeah. trying to. Look I think that's, that that's up what today. you were thinking of. That's yeah, it. I just yeah. wanted to make sure that was clarified. Yeah. So. Yeah. I thought that's Cromwell. where you were going. So yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. What was your question then? <laughs> oh, I forget now. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. What was that? You you came into Blood Good at the beginning. So tell us a little bit about that for you, your experience, and uh, where you came from musically. Uh, well, okay, I was in Crystal City Rockers before yes. Blood Good, yeah. and we were doing this one show and um, at a church. I think I mentioned this to you before in a previous yes. interview. Yeah. Anyway, there's like 15 people in there, and it's like, okay, fine, you know, whatever. But when we left, we're packing up the gear. We were on a strip where everyone's doing a round, you know, in cars. They're all just like driving the loop, man, and there's probably about 400 to 800 kids out there. Hmm. None of them were coming into that church. No. And so that was, for me, that was kind of like, you know what, something's got to give here. And I, I left that band and I said, I'm not joining another band for a year. That's it. You know, I said this whole stupid statement. Don't ever say that. Kind of <laughs> and uh, you know, six months later, maybe less than that, even I was, yeah. you know, with Michael and JT. And it was really a great experience. Um, but it was very controversial. Think in terms of like um, people picketing, you know, mm -hmm. how could you be a Christian, have long hair, heavy yeah. metal? Mm -hmm. And Christian metal? Wait, that's an oxymoron. I mean, <laughs> yeah. right? It's a word. <laughs> Whatever. Um, Someone was moron. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and so I really, God really gave me a calling to the band, too. Yeah. Psalm 40. And I quit the band just before he did that. So Michael probably thought I was the biggest flake in the world. <laughs> but, uh, I, I, you know, that's one way of looking at it. But I mean, it was just a really interesting. I'll let him speak to that. He's a small flake. <laughs> and uh but yeah you know that from that point on i felt like okay this is it you know i i don't have to worry about people's opinion or anything god's given me a call in there and calling and i just felt really uh yeah so that's how that played out that carried all the way till the day that i wasn't there you know mm -hmm. very much yeah yeah and also as far as the calling goes um it, it turns out that god was gave that calling to michael and yeah. He also gave it to the guys in Leviticus and yeah. uh, Aaron Cross and Striper, obviously, mm -hmm. and several other bands. And I remember it that even myself, I was trying to put together a, a, a band uh, that, you know, did theatrics and sang mm -hmm. about Jesus. Yeah. I didn't know any Christian guys, really, at the time. And I was just trying to do this. And the Lord kept driving me to Michael. So, yeah, but, but I think God really did this calling sort of a blanket calling 
throughout the world because um, there was a there was a need for uh, some some warfare, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. in, in that exactly area. Exactly right. Absolutely. Exactly right. And, yeah. And so he, like a uh, like a mini like a Jesus movement type of thing. Right. right. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Because right. you know, I thought the the four of us would be the only people out there doing this, and then. Marilyn called me down. And says, you got to see this band called Striper. You know, he was on that, you know, whatever show it was on Santa Ana. And I came down and I says, oh my gosh, we're we're involved in some sort of a movement here. Mm-hmm. We heard yeah. about it's like a prophet band on the East Coast, and realized yeah. none of us really knew each other, and yet God had put it all on our hearts at the same time. So we knew yeah. there was something special. Absolutely, God was leading it for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. But we did, however, coin the phrase mm-hmm. metal. I metal know, you, metal you missionaries. Did, right? Yes, you did. You know, I don't think yeah. I've ever heard it before. That who? No. By the way, who came up with that? Was that you or Mike? I don't know, really. I don't remember. I'll take credit for it. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I saw the, when I saw the cassette with that on it. it that's the me. first I saw. It it. Yeah. <laughs> I actually think it may have been you, Michael. I, I don't know. Maybe I, I don't. I really don't remember. Yeah. If I did something that spectacular, I probably would have remembered it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh boy. <laughs> Next thing I wanted to talk a little bit about was um, what what else you've done, some of the members of the band. Les, you hosted Frontline Records Rewind for how many years? Do you remember that? Oh yeah, of yeah, course. yeah. Um, you know, I don't I don't know how many years it was, but maybe three or four. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. We broadcasted here every Sunday night, along with uh, many other different shows. And uh, very enjoyable. You did a great job. You're great on the radio. So is there a chance that could happen again later on? Or um, that just so uh, you did it once and that's enough? Well, no, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. And, yeah. Uh, I did it for a time. It was really a lot of fun because the artists that I'd go and interview, yeah. it was pretty simple. I would just basically let them do the talking. Yeah. Um, and they all had such great testimonies and, you know, great music. Um, I... I enjoyed doing things like that, yeah. and I've actually talked to Oz Fox. Mm-hmm. Actually, he he came to me. Mm-hmm. So him and I might be doing a podcast. We've, Beautiful. we've been sort of planning that, just because I like you know I like to stay busy. Yeah. And uh, and Oz and I, when we get together and talk, we're like it's like the rest of us guys. It gets pretty funny. Mm-hmm. And uh, we like to just <laughs> not really plan and shoot from the hip. And yeah. That's, you know, that's why I got the cowboy hat on. Yep, yeah, it looks good I on you. <laughs> I did a uh, revamp of the Eternal Rock Show. Years ago. <laughs> that's a good one, yeah. Yeah, Mike and I Mike and I used to do the Eternal Rock Show. Is that show. right? I literally yeah. have cassette tapes of that. I'm going to have to pull it out and see if I hear you guys. I used to yeah, record, came I used up, to record him all the time because we had terrible radio up here, and I just loved the Seattle stations. <laughs> so yeah. I recorded yeah, that show. This. I've got him right here in front of me. We also did. We also did Stand in the Light podcast. Okay. Paul uh, Jackson was in on mm-hmm. as well with us. He was the producer of the Dangerously Close album. Right. Great job. Great job, Paul. Good job. And and, um, and uh, so that Stand in the Light podcast. I'm not sure if it's still up, but that was mm-hmm. really interesting. Yeah. It told it uh, about every one of the songs on that album, mm-hmm. and. Everybody chimed in. I mean, Kevin was on there. Oz was on there. Paul, Mike, and myself. David, were you on there as well? I don't think so. No, no. Yeah, because you you just basically re or you mastered it. But I got to no, say, went up, I, I consulted the mix. I went up to um, work with yeah. Mark and just consult him. That's all I did. It was an oversight, David. You should have been on there. <laughs> yeah, but David, you, you did you did master it, but you also came up and you 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 brought a lot to the table, Dave. It was really yeah, cool yeah. to have you at the right moments. So. Right, I did get to master it at the end. That's true. Yeah, yeah. in um, Las Vegas, and I was there. I saw it. I know that was yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah. David made all the sounds mm. great. I mean, they oh sounded God. good. Yeah, but when you get David Zafiro on there, it, it takes it to another level. I mean, he just. Mm-hmm. He can lay there on the couch listening to the mix and go, no, 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 that snare, no way, that's not yeah. going to work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you're going, what? Yeah. Well, he kind of wanted. I want to take. I want to be inside his brain just for a little bit of time. I don't know if I could take it for too long, but he uh, <laughs> he really hears stuff. He hears stuff that I don't think the. I consider myself somebody who's pretty good at hearing nuances, but David is like, he's kind of like one of the like X 
people wouldn't hear. Yeah. You know, so, and I, and I love him. I will and say this him. though, um, <laughs> Mark, Mark being in the equation, who um, was the engineer at, uh, what was the name of the studio in Tacoma? Pacific Studios. Thank you. Thank you. And um, he brought to the table some really good stuff. Um, but we had to change it up a little bit to, you know, step it up. And I remember he just, you know, he did some great things. And then w when I was leaving, we worked on about three or three or four songs. And then he was going to finish up the rest. He goes, he said, um, do I, do I have to do this on every song? <laughs> and I said, well, it's kind of your job. I mean, you know, because yeah. we were going out to analog gear and coming back in. We we're, it's kind of elaborate, of course, but, uh, but he did a great job. I, I really, seriously, he has to get credit for that too. Yeah. Mark, yeah. He, he, no, no, he did. He, Mark, he, he did a great job. But I got to tell you guys, because I don't even know if David knows this, but Mark's sitting at the console and he's playing around with these parts. And <laughs> <laughs> David, David wanted something done, and Mark forgot to do it. Uh, but it was really such a small thing that no one would have noticed. So Mark said, I wonder if I'll get away with it. It was mm. literally just like a frequency on a snare hit. Mm. It was so minute. It didn't even matter. I mean, it, obviously it does because it's Dave and he <laughs> understands it. But it wouldn't have mattered to me. So Mark said, I forgot to do it. And I let it pass by. And David's like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> what is going on with that snare hit? Hold on. Got it. <clears throat> If you're gonna overcome Sorry. a problem, if you're gonna overcome a problem, you need to first admit that you have a problem. Yeah, I have a problem. Yeah, guilty of charge. Guilty. But he, he thought you were kind of full of it a little bit on this thing. He's like, "There's no way he'll notice." Uh -huh. And then all of a sudden, he plays it. And David goes, "Whoa!" And he's laying on the couch with his eyes shut, and he's like, "No, wait, what happened?" <laughs> anyway, he's the real deal. Yeah. <laughs> so um david you were telling me before of course you're producing other artists as well right now who's some of the ones you're working on right now well i just got uh i just completed tanya lowe's record mm -hmm. um it's being mastered by emily lazar mm -hmm. um in new york the lodge is the mastering facility she's one of the best mastering engineers in the world wow um i think that bob clearmountain would be considered the best <laughs> mm -hmm. you know you give it ted, ted jensen and all these yeah. guys right yeah. but she's way up there and um, so she's mastering that now and when it's mastered and done then i'll be able to i don't know celebrate um yeah. but it's, it's been a long process and um a long process that was months and months and months um turned out great um so um i am co-producing the next blood good record. that's we're getting into that yeah you want to yep. go get right into it then go for it uh, tell us what uh, what role um what's your writing process right now you're writing on thursday nights uh you do your songwriting and collaboration right back, how does that work is it doing it the same we're doing right here on zoom pretty much yeah yeah, yeah. take us through yeah, some of that because the days of sitting in the basement with the band or kind of not what the way most people do things right now for many reasons maybe it's a technology just make it that much easier or is it part pandemic is it a bit of everything i think it's you all don't have basements you know it's <laughs> well you know we, we all end up getting you don't have a basement <laughs> we all got logic pro we all got mac computers yeah. to make it easier. but i mean you know i really miss the days of sitting around in the basement you know mm -hmm. so but we just can't do that in the, in the current situation we're in now so yeah. this is the next best step for us to uh, Co yeah. mingle our our songs together. Yep, and and work on them, and then you know we've got a couple of them pretty much in the can. Good. Uh, you know they're you know everything is laid out, but um, yeah, it's it's kind of a long grueling process, but it's really been a lot of fun. Really, yeah. a lot of a lot of training and education, trying to get through the learning curve of Logic Pro and everything else we got to do together. Yeah, to make it happen. So. Yeah, so it's it's more born out of necessity than it is out of what we'd rather rather be doing. Yeah, know? well, I would rather be at the backstage of your concert doing this, but right now <laughs> I'm, you know, there's no concert, and I'm over in Vancouver, and I don't want to get a t uh, what do you call it COVID test just across the border right now. So yeah, well, we have to get a COVID yeah. test to eat in a restaurant in Seattle right now. So it's yeah, really we have, we have to be double vaxxed and all that stuff. So anyway. We don't need to get well, into that. Well, you know, it's funny. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, 
this uh, downside of the the COVID thing mm-hmm. um, born out of it was Les Carlson is a guitar player now. Right. And so, <laughs> you know, I mean, so I'm, I'm trying to uh, nurture that uh-huh. um, and, and give him a, you know, encouragement because he literally, uh, he played me several things during our downtime. I was like, oh, that's cute, Les, that's really cute, you know, and, <laughs> you know, I, I used to teach guitar, so I always look at it as a guitar instructor, um, but then he came up with some stuff where I'm like, dang, I wouldn't have done that, and it is really cool, and mm-hmm. David will attest to it, yeah. that he kind of breaks the law, you know, his, his uh, mm-hmm. background in theater uh, is huge, if you ever listen to theater music, it, yeah. uh, it follows the... Um, the mood of what's happening on stage. It doesn't necessarily follow uh, guidelines in your typical one, four, five music progressions. Right. And Les has been uh, extremely impressive. Uh, I'm now, instead of him coming to me with some things and I try to write around it, I'm just trying to contribute to the good stuff he's coming up with. And, Mm -hmm. and it's really amazing. So this, this COVID deal we can look at as kind of a negative as far as, slowing down a lot of the you know shows we're doing and some of the different progress we would have made but it's born out of it um less is like uh uh i don't want to say savant but you know just kind of like the necessity of having to go i don't want to have to bother everybody i want to keep working mm-hmm. so i'm going to start playing and it, it's really been pretty amazing i mean i listened yeah. to it and i'm like dang i wouldn't have done that you know, and uh, like I said, David will agree. We have a couple songs coming out that uh, you'll be kind of blown away, and it has yeah. nothing to do with me. I, I didn't. <laughs> I mean, I'm just trying to help. Great. But you know, it's really been amazing. Yeah. Um, on the same token, though, I got to get back in the studio. But I really appreciate you having me as part of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish you all the best. God bless you guys, and, and then, I look forward to talking to you soon. Thanks for being with hey, us, Paul. Yeah. Thanks, Paul. Yeah. Love you, buddy. Love you, hey, Paul. All. Thank, thank you, Paul. That was that was nice. I'm really happy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm glad you get yeah. dropped in. I was wondering. Yep. There he is. No, I appreciate it. <laughs> now we can talk Love about him. Love you all. Him. All right. Yeah, please right. do. Nice now we can stuff, say please. what we really think. Just kidding, Paul. Oh, great. <laughs> okay, yeah. gotcha. Uh, Paul, my life. Paul, if you can leave now, our, our pictures will get bigger. So thanks. Yeah. <laughs> God bless you. Right. And I can see okay. Les's hat It better. won't be so dark, too. I feel like I'm in a closet, but I'm really not. It's okay. This is radio, right. so we don't care. Okay. <laughs> okay. Love you, Paul Jackson. All right. Thanks for having us on. I really appreciate your program, and uh, we appreciate the attention and the uh, just the endorsement to have us on your show is a really big compliment for us. Yeah, You're Jeff. welcome. Thank you. Excellent. All right. Take care. Take Thanks care. See you later. Everybody. Okay. Thank so, goodness he's gone. Now let's talk about all the <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so what else do I want to ask you here? So the the Seattle music scene at the time, it was um I guess pre-grunge. So still Seattle's always been a good center for music. Yeah. Um what was the scene like? You say there was um a lot of metal groups happening at the time or not in Seattle though. Wait, no. what was it? What was uh, the landscape? California? Michael, what was the landscape in Seattle when blood good joined? I mean, what was going on? I mean, well, you know, I was working at that music shop and just yeah. about right. 90% of my customers were into metal. So he had Queens, right going on. Right. Uh, rail. Uh, I think, I don't know. Metal church was right around there, but sometime at Adam Brenner, <laughs> Adam Bob, yeah. <laughs> you know, and Jetsam and a lot of these other local bands and, yeah. and metal is a huge, huge thing. Top forty was still doing really well in the clubs and all that. Yeah. But uh, you know, and the kids I knew that were into metal, but that's all they were into. It wasn't, you know, right. like growing up in the sixties where you're just into every kind of music. Mm-hmm. It was metal or nothing. Yeah. And so it was uh, like I said, when we put this band together, it was like having a thirty odd six with a scope. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a shotgun. Like pop music, it was a scope. We were very focused on who we were trying to reach. Right. And that's just kind of how it happened. So it, it was a very, it was really exciting time, actually. Yeah. Really exciting time. Yeah. <laughs> I think we had somewhat of a similar thing happening in Vancouver, too, here. So uh, mm-hmm. at least with radio, I don't know about it uh, as far as touring bands because um, the club scene here was still pretty disco. <laughs> so um, I couldn't believe when a rock band did play a, a club here 
the people would just sat and looked at it and as soon as they put on the Donna Summer they got up and danced I couldn't believe it yeah, anyways <laughs> at that time too that era I was working with group homes with youth and the only music they would listen to that was Christian was the metal groups so that tells you a lot right there yeah, um, yeah. it was definitely an outreach for them and they just loved everything from Rez to Striper to Bloodgood and everything in between so they, they yeah. couldn't believe it was Christian so, music. <laughs> yeah, so when I uh, I was going to a church in uh, a Leapers Fork, mm -hmm. uh, Tennessee, Grace Chapel, and I started to play with the, on the worship team, and Jonathan Allen was the worship leader. At the very beginning stages, he's like, whoa, you were in blood good? I'm like, yeah. He's like, I love that sound. Out of the darkness. Yeah. The light. I'm like, well, I didn't yeah. play on that one. Sorry. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but I mean, people loved it. I mean, they, yeah. he, that was his, that was the demographic. I mean, he was, gosh, when I met Jonathan, I think he was like 27, you know? Mm. Yeah. So. About right. Yeah. And speaking of out of the darkness, our dear drummer friend, I... Yes. You know he's passed, and we we just want to yeah. say publicly that he was a wonderful man of God and a yeah. close friend and mm. a super talent and and, and very very funny, very funny, he's very funny. Yeah, yeah. so much fun with him on the road. We're broken over it. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. we're gonna keep going. Yes, and our prayers and thoughts or hearts go out to you guys and uh, family members, and uh, yeah, for sure. Um, we are all very heartbroken as well because it's, uh, you know, it's never easy, but it's it's never easy for us left behind. That's what it is, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. but it, it's it was so such a strange thing for us because you know we've never lost a bandmate before. Right. And, you know, it was just you know when I found out when Kevin was gone, I just kind of yeah. I thought through, what do you mean he's gone? Right. Like, it didn't even happen. You know, I just talked to him a couple of weeks ago or whatever. You know, it's just like yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, I still in so many ways I don't think it's really sunk in yet. Yeah. You know, maybe when we go do the memorial service in a couple of weeks, it'll be a little more real. But it's just like I keep thinking I can just call Kevin. You know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. It 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 does hit us sort of in layers, and it, mm -hmm. yeah, he's he's definitely missed and will be missed. But uh, yeah, yeah, he's he's. He's more alive than we are now. Yes, for yeah. sure. Yeah, he's he's the he's the happy one. Yeah. So, <laughs> right. So it it will take how long do you think to read to uh, people want to know oh, there's a new Bloodgood album. How long do you think it will take to actually be released? Hmm. It's a That's it's a long timeline. We're patient. <laughs> I'm glad you're patient. We've got lots of remasters we need to save up and buy first anyway. So don't worry. <laughs> right. Right. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> So it'll take a it'll take a couple of years, I would think. Oh no, no, no. not that long. No, no, no. good. You're not no. you're not. Uh, what, what band was it? Now that used to take forever. Boston, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they can yeah. only get two albums out. So two, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I deal with that. <laughs> <laughs> what, so what can we expect with the music? Is it going to be uh, much the um, same line? We got like the last few albums, amazing. Just um, of course you're basically heavy metal hard rock but some of the melodic ballads and that are just incredible um what kind of music are we to expect well it's kind of hard to know because we have so many songs out there right now and we're still writing brand new stuff yeah <laughs> so i don't i don't know i don't know what this album is gonna, it's definitely metal yeah you know so yeah. uh that's, yeah. that's all i can say you know we're just trying to get Good. everything to that edge and uh, yeah. we're just but there's so much material out there that you know I, I can't even tell you what the album's going to sound like, what it's yeah. going to be like at all. Yeah. Well, there, there's a thought I mean, now too with with music today. Is there <clears throat> is there heavy metal as we know it now, or is it just there's hard rock? I don't even know what all the categories are anymore. There's so many subcategories to things I've I'm lost. Um, you know, death metal and speed metal and this metal and that metal. What what is the metal scene like today and where would you fit in with that musically i don't you know, know if we want to no not <laughs> no, not typically not with the scene <laughs> yeah but, i mean you know uh one thing i i i took great pride in this you know god forgive me but michael sweet was being interviewed and he talked yeah, about us yeah he says they're the only band that didn't sound like anybody right 
And that's kind of what been our MO. We don't like really it. sound like anybody. I don't even know what the metal scene is in no. Seattle. That's why I'm asking is I don't either. Yeah. yeah. I just know what it is we do. Yeah. And I think we know what our fans like, and that's just, yeah. just what we go after. So we're not really influenced or trying to, you know, ride the coattails of somebody no. we're of. You know, we just try to do our own thing here and hopefully it comes out well. And God leads you guys so much, obviously, that it's whatever he's planning is gonna be the right thing. So you just you just follow what he you know, the leading for that and put out what you like and you know somebody else is going to like it so yeah yeah you know, the, I would say, I would did, you, say did you see the uh you see the the jesus music movie i haven't seen it yet i haven't yet. seen that yeah. no. anyway, you know we have a little blip in it but it's so funny because you know yeah. it's, it takes part like in the 50s and it shows this woman to take in black and white originally taking the thing out of the the apple pie puts it on the table and then the the comment is under the apple pie is a table and oh, under the table is a floor and under the floor is the basement, and under the basement is the crypt. And it shows the back shadow of this guy opening up the crypt, and that's when our music comes on. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. Oh, my. That's kind of where we are. We're the crypt man. So. Right. The crypt kicker four. Crypt kicker four. Right. Hey, Jeff, <laughs> I, yes. Jeff I would say this. Um, mm-hmm. To backpedal just, or backtrack yeah. just a bit. I think the band right now, in regards to song style and delivery in in this record, mm-hmm. this new thing that we're in discovery. Yeah, I mean, really, we're all still trying. I mean, there's a couple of songs we're going that that's probably going to be okay, mm-hmm. you know. But for the most part, we're there's a lot of candidates. Yeah, there's so many different ideas and stuff, and none of us want to squelch it. We no. want to just how creative can we be? Let it what flow. can we do? And yeah. which has been really fun. It's been really a great process. Also challenging, of course. You, if you work with a band, you know, mm-hmm. you've got all kinds of things and dynamics, and that's fun. Yeah. Um, but uh, I just wanted to just throw that into the pie because I was, yeah, um, uh, had a call of nature. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, is there any metal bands out there now that sound like the '80s metal back in the day? I mean, is there anyone? Is there a winger? You know, I mean, Bon Jovi doesn't even sound like Bon no, Jovi, right? No, country and then were they ever technically metal? I mean, right? No, you know? no, no. But they they fell in that category, really. Yeah, I know. You know, Twisted Sister, yeah. Dio. Even I mean, Van Halen was not heavy metal. They really weren't. No, they weren't. Rock blues, were. rock blues, whatever. Phenomenal. Yeah, <laughs> Those, if you look back at those old 80s magazines, Van Halen was in there. Yes, I know. Yeah, they were. The glamour, you know. And, you know, and so it, it, they didn't even know, f- couldn't yeah. figure it out either. No. Yeah, Circus, Circus Magazine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and Metal Edge, all those magazines. It's just kind of crazy. Yeah. So. Okay, let's tell us a little bit about um, some of your tours over the years. I uh, know I don't know if you ever been to Canada as a tour. I don't know. Have you oh, ever yeah. come? You have? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Probably We've been all the way from Ontario to Saskatchewan to British yeah. Columbia. Great. Yeah, that's yeah, good. I think you had. I know I seen you guys in either not Bellevue but uh, Blaine, Washington, somewhere in Washington State. Yeah. And right. I was telling, I told David this story. <clears throat> that I went into the washroom and you guys are in there putting on your makeup. So uh, I thought I wasn't sure what, what kind well, of show I was in for, but I was very, very pleased, cool. surprised. <laughs> was that was that a striper on that bill? They were on the bill. Yeah, I went okay, to so see striper, and I knew right, so, I, I had a feeling they were they were funny things. <laughs> so yeah. I was not shocked, just going, "Oh, what are you doing? <laughs> putting eyeliner back, on?" Back in those days, it took longer to get ready for the show than to actually do the show. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so you're saying that we met in our dressing room? You did. Because you were putting on your shirt or something. <laughs> <laughs> tying up your shoes and yeah, they they, they put our name on the put our name. Start we have the dressing room. We got the you know you got the dressing room. You got the Guys. boys' room. No, yeah, they had place. our name on the door. It said men. Yes, <laughs> I was so impressed. Yeah, that's so funny. Early days. And that's where we met, right, Coopster? Yeah, sir. That's it. I met you guys all there, and uh, been a fan ever since. So that's where I picked up metal missionaries. <laughs> so, yeah. cool. And then I think I saw you one other time with Daryl in Seattle somewhere. So I know. Yeah, that, that, would, have been, uh, that would have been later that year. <clears throat> I think. Well, that might have been show number three. Yeah. Striper, wow. Striper, and then Daryl. And yeah. then he took it to yeah. what? He took yeah. it to, yeah, to Jimmy Kempner. Yeah. 
that's you know, we and we put out our metal missionaries tape then that was yeah that's movie. right yeah and i will so, date, date myself yeah go ahead so you came back for more eh? yes i did <laughs> i did go far back as the robert case band as well i remember seeing you guys oh, out there oh, wow one of yeah, the fairs one of the open festivals pull yellow or something uh, down there. Oh yeah, <laughs> and I think I obviously I did I didn't see Crystal City Rockers, but I grabbed their tape because there was all kinds of tapes and sale. I grabbed anything that said "Made in Seattle." So, <laughs> right. back in the day. So anyway, tell me a little bit about your tours around the world. I know you've been to Germany. You've got an album that was recorded there, or at least a unofficial bootleg. I don't know. Is it an album? No, we, it, was, it was official. It was official bootleg that we did. Because we have it in the library. We play it all the time. So. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, in, in Germany, you know, bootlegs were totally legal. You know, you right. go there, oh, here's Queensryche in here, and here's Queensryche. You know, you were just going, yep. what? Yeah. You know? yep. so, so, well, let's beat yep. the bootleggers to their own game and do it ourselves. So that's what we did. Good. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> as far as touring, you know, our first tour was pretty gruesome. It was about nine months long without stopping. Yeah, and then when we, when we came back in the fall, we uh, the four of us went over to uh, to uh, England yeah. to play at the uh, Greenbelt Festival. Right, and that was our first our first uh, opportunity to get to Europe. Well, it's Europe per se, you know, it's England. Mm-hmm. And then you know, after that, we just we've done Germany so many times. I mean, it's it's our country for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, they, mm-hmm. you know, Scandinavian countries, but Germany is real special to us, and so we've been there so many times. In fact, one of our last shows was in Germany, too, if I remember right. But, I mean, it's just, yeah, yeah we love that. Yeah. We, love, we love touring Europe a lot, actually. Yeah. yeah. So Okay, so, Michael, you tell me where this was last as well, because I don't remember where it was. <laughs> but, you know, we're on, we're on the Detonation Tour, the first one that was grueling. And it was really rewarding, but there's all kinds of fun little surprises. One was that everyone came down with the flu. Oh, boy. Yeah. And Michael Bloodgood said, I'm not going to get this thing. I'm not getting it. And lo and behold, he was the only one that didn't get it. I couldn't mm-hmm. believe it. Mm-hmm. You know, we had garbage cans. We had garbage <clears throat> cans on both sides of the stage. Stage yeah. left, stage right, if you had to vomit. Oh. You know, Wes said, he was like, yeah. Yeah, what, so what, what, what show is that, you guys? I don't I, know. You say that on live podcast. You can say it. It's fine. Oh, come on. Let's <laughs> get into the real kidding. thing. You should oh, hear some, on, of, some of the things we've our, talked our, about. Our, 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 what was that, Mike? Our truck driver, Joe, did not get sick either. So it was just the two of us. Oh, there you go. And we get to the show. It was a beautiful venue. Mm. And they had the most beautiful food. Oh, yeah. They had course, four-course desserts. I mean, it was unbelievable. And Joe and I are the only ones. We felt <laughs> terrible, but, you know, we got uh. that much. We're, so we're eating all this great food. But remember, <clears throat> we told this story many times, but when yeah. we were doing the Messiah, uh-huh. you know, Mark is going, boom, 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 you'll be triple. And all this, boom, 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 and then the silence. Yeah, and you know, doom, 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 I go, what yeah. the heck? And I see <laughs> the back door closing as he's running to the bathroom. <laughs> so Les is doing his spiel and stuff like that, and finally Mark comes back into it, you know, and picks it up. And I mean, it was just it was one of those uh, moments. And there's another one. There's another one that was really cool. It was in L.A. It might have been the whiskey. I'm not sure, but um, but we we're doing this rock thing, right? And there's about 400 people, so the place was packed. It was just, you know, it was a, it was a club. So mm-hmm. 400 people, it was mm-hmm. back. Yeah. And we're playing this thing, and we're just like, we're doing anguish and pain. And we're just kicking it, right? We're just in full motion. Everything shuts down. The PA shuts down. But the line, the back line, all the amps and guitars stay on. Uh-huh. So we just, everything shut down. So we just kicked into a blues thing, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, and I don't know if you remember anguish and pain, because it has this anguish and, right, it has this big pause. Anyway. So we're doing this blues thing, and Les just jumps on the people and swims across them. Literally, they're just pushing me along, and he looks like he's swimming through a crowd, laying yeah. flat, you know, and this power's off. We're playing a blues song. <laughs> By the way, thank you, Michael. I said, what do we do? He says, play some blues. I'm like, okay. You know, and so we did that. And then they finally get Les back up to the stage, and he's right on the edge. I'm not kidding. They threw him up on the stage, and when he hit, the power came back on. He went, anguish and... <laughs> I mean, it was like the timing was ridiculous. Do you guys remember that? Yeah, yeah. That that wasn't the whiskey. That was a uh, Harbor Harbor City or something so, like that. Uh, okay. It was in uh, it was in uh, it was in San Pedro, the Waters Club. Waters yeah, yeah. Club. Oh, Baron that's Cross, it. Yeah, Baron Cross is opening for us. Really, oh, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. That was a real moment, though. I really loved that moment. Yeah, we had a few of those. We had the PA go out. I was all 
altogether, it's it, uh, not very far. Yeah. The second time. Oh, wow. Yeah. Quite often. Completely out. It's as if the enemy sent little demons in to shut things down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, gremlins. Those are the gremlins, yeah. So, I was going to ask about the music scene today, but like you say, I don't even really know what it is. I'm not even sure, you know. Um, no one does. You go and there's a guy with his keyboard and his computer thing, and, and there's no band, and there's a big crowd doing something. I don't know what it is. Am I just getting too old for all that, or what? <laughs> no, I think that's, I mean, the, the, to me, the industry is just kind of upside down right now. I mean, the yeah. people running the industry don't even know what the industry is doing anymore. No. For the record executives or musicians, you just kind of, you know, now with the internet, people are just doing what they do. Yeah. Hopefully people respond to it. And then you have artists like Eilish. I mean, she's yes. just amazing. She's yes. a phenomenon, you yeah. know? And who's the, oh, I can't remember her name, um, the Christian artist. Um, yeah, I know who you mean. Um, she's extraordinary. Yeah. You know? So the good thing, the good news, I think, is that yeah. people are still exploring art. And mm-hmm. art will find a way. Yeah. I mean, even though we have, like, we're not getting paid nearly what we should be getting paid for Spotify, right. Pandora, yeah. all this stuff. I mean, the streaming thing in the U.S., by the way, it's not that way in Europe. No. I mean, it's just horrible. It's really, it's yeah. kind of silly. It's terrible. And, um, <clears throat> but art will find a way. Yeah. It's still going to come out. Yeah. Yeah. It always has. Yeah. And you do it because you love to do it. You know, there's no, That's there's right. very little money in it. I mean, no. the, the day of Dangerously Close came out, somebody pirated it and put it up on YouTube. Yeah. You know, so, you know, you yeah. just do it because you, you have to do it. You're called to do it. You want to do it, whatever. Yep. Well, that's, that's right. Yeah. But uh, you, you certainly aren't in it for the dough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So do you see the music scene changing? Is it, are, we, are we that way or is it going full circle? And then there's going to be a singer-songwriters reunion or something coming up. Or um, I'm just thinking, like, there's... You know, there'll never be another Elvis, for example, or another Beatles, but um, are we due for something like that? That's a pretty serious Uh, question. I mean, I would say no, because of, you know, communication is so instantaneous now. Like my wife was saying, you know, we're carrying the burdens of the world now. You know, we should be carrying the burdens of our community or our neighbors. Now we know what somebody's going on in England or the president. You know, it's just kind kind of crazy. You know, the Beatles happened, you know, 77 days after John F. Kennedy was assassinated and Elvis, you know, they, it caught people by surprise and it right. filled the world. But now, I, I just don't, like you said, I don't think there's ever going to be anything like that. No. You know, again, no. it's going to no. be, you know, there's still going to be popular things that come in and out, but. Oh, yeah. As far as the cultural movement, I, I can't imagine it, but, you know, yeah. who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Well, we're glad you're out there and preaching the word and singing the word and uh, doing what you do, and I hope you keep on doing it for a long time. How long do you think um, Blood Good will stay together? There's look at the rolling uh, look at the Rolling Stones, right? Another fifty years, fifty yeah, sixty years, as long as God loves you, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you know, every day, every day is a gift, and like you know, our, our yeah. friend told us, you. You live like you, you plan your life like you can live forever, and you live every day like it's your last one. Yes. Amen. So that's what we're just trying to do. Just you know, get this record out and do yeah. some shows and just see what a guy does. You know, we don't know. That's. Oh, by the way, we should mention our shows. Yes, please do. Okay. Oh yeah. February nineteenth of twenty twenty two. Yep. Uh, we're going to be in, uh, is it Versailles, Ohio? Or? Ooh. Well, I don't think they pronounce it Versailles, but we're, we're going to go like it. That's That sounds Canadian to me, Versailles. So it's a French yeah, name, uh, I think. So yeah. um, Anyway, it's uh, February 19th, 2022 yeah. at the BMI Event Center in Very that nice. city. I'm sure you could probably find that somewhere yes. on, on we'll, a Facebook post. We'll look it up and make sure we post it as well. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Yeah. And yeah. then we have we have a date in Switzerland that I believe is still on Elements of Rock. Right. I'm not sure what day it's going to be, but I believe it's going to be in March of 2022. Mm-hmm. And then we have Loud and Proud in Germany, which yeah. is the end of September, first of October uh, of 2022. Great. Well, so that's though, good. Yeah. So we still have those dates, and then we're working on new music and recording and. Yeah, we don't really have definite release dates for any no. of those things. But one thing that is happening these days mm-hmm. is that people are beginning to do what they used to do way back, and they're releasing singles. Right. 
So we haven't made any formal announcements, but you know that thought process has kind of run through the camp a little bit. Yeah, that's crossed uh, your minds. That's for sure. It's a good and, idea. Yeah, and the the reason is to in social media is to be on social media mm-hmm. always. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, don't, you don't hold back anymore. Yeah, I mean, you don't hold back. You don't be mysterious. You try and hit it, and then you plan to hit. You know, you can do singles. But then you have a specific time that everybody agrees on and you flood it mm-hmm. because when there's spikes in social media, that's when you get everybody's attention. Yeah. So we know that at least. We've never really attacked or taken that approach, but we may, uh, you know, we're kind of talking about that. That's a good idea. Yeah. yeah and, and the perfect storm, the perfect <clears throat> storm is if Trenches of the Rock, of tre- sorry, Trenches of uh, Rock, the film gets distribution, right? Right about the time that this record does come out, that could be a really great dynamic. Mm. Um, they could kind of bolster each other at that point. Yeah, um, that's what I'm hoping for because it's a fantastic film. I mean, everyone yeah. should see. Yeah, it's a great movie. Yeah, that's good. Uh, no, Paul did a great job. So, so we get to piggyback on that. <laughs> you can do that. Yeah. Do you have a compilation album? I don't know if you do. Like, yeah, we got one. Oh, because you could have done all, you, you could have done you could have done another one and put a single on there as a bonus track. But then if you, well, you know, Jeff, we do have um, the live soundtrack from right. the Edges of Rock right. film. Yeah, again, David did a phenomenal job on yeah. it. Yeah, and it actually is very entertaining. Yeah. If you are a Bloodgood fan or someone who wants to discover the band, mm-hmm. it's pretty historical and mm-hmm. it's. Amazing. David uh, mixed um, Except the Lamb from three different eras and uh, put it into one one mix. It was just genius. Wow. I, for, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> and there, there's just a lot. I forgot it was a genius. <laughs> what happened? He's a genius. He just yeah. didn't have a great memory in that. Video. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. That, that same thing happened in San yeah. Jose. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a guy there that um, that was down front, and he we were doing anguish and pain, and Whoa. and uh, yeah, it, it's you know we we came to that break in the song, but instead of me doing the anguish and pain, I stopped and I we I think we prayed for this guy down yeah. front who told me that. He actually couldn't get saved because he uh, he had he was in a park or something and he saved a girl that was being raped. He uh-huh. hit this guy over the head with a hammer that was raping this girl, uh-huh. and he said he he told me that that the guy died. Yeah, and I said, well, you know, this is not why we're here to make a judgment on you. I'm just telling you. And if you ask Jesus into your heart, he, you can be saved. I yeah. mean, no matter what the it, it, you know the circumstances are and, and what law or what penalty you may have to face here, that is forgiven if you ask Christ into your heart. Mm-hmm. And so when we broke down and did this thing, I, I began to talk that testimony live, I think. And when it finished, everybody's praying and laying hands on the guy. And then as it sort of finished, I just went, anguish and pain. And bam, we went right back into it. So that's yeah. really, yeah. I wow. know, God, God uses that anguish and pain song. Powerful. Different places. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Wow. Last time I talked to David, we were talking about your documentary, which has been out a few years now. Uh, tell us about that, how... Um, that was put together. David, you did a lot of the production, and uh, you were telling well, I, it turned no, out amazing. I, what I did, yeah. just so we're clear, what I did is I did all the audio. So, right. But but like recording of the actual audio, <clears throat> um, Paul Bloodgood did, and then he also did That's all the picture. Yeah. So he did all the picture and then recorded, and then I had to do a bunch of stuff on the back end. But Michael, maybe you should speak to that. Yeah. It's your son, man. <laughs> Well, I mean, the documentary, I think, from the time it started to the time it was in, it was about an eight-year project that Paul yeah. started. Yeah, yeah. What's that? Yeah, and he did it by himself. I mean, and his, his wife was really helping with the photography and some of the the editing. Oh, not the editing, but, you know, the refining of the pictures and all that kind of yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. But he did it on himself, and, uh, yeah, we're really, we're really proud of the documentary. Uh, in fact, 
I think Paul is about ready to sign a screening thing with it. Here right. comes Paul Jackson's screening. Together. Oh, good. Um, All righty. So it'll be, <clears throat> it should be, uh, it should awesome. be sometime soon. Yeah. Or you get the hard copy of DVD type of thing. I think the Blu-ray sold out a few years ago. So yeah, so, yeah. I mean, you're. I mean, Paul. I I think Paul is just a genius. Mm-hmm. He's a genius, and he and he's done another film called, um, you know, um, well, Finding Light, but it's um, uh, Ballet Austin. Mm-hmm. And again, it's just you know, I was working on that thing for a long time, and then at the very end, I had to kind of go through and watch the whole thing and check it. And I, I broke down. It's like mm. I had never watched it because when you're on the technical side, you're not thinking in those yeah. terms. Yeah. So your, your son Michael is just he's a, he's extraordinary. You know. Yeah. yeah. He just got nominated for an Emmy for one of his films. Oh, I don't know great. Funny, I don't know which one it is. Yeah. But you're pretty that's, that's incredible. Yeah. 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 So we're yes. yeah. Go ahead, Les. So let's let's welcome Paul. There he is. Hey, I Paul. see his name. Paul. <laughs> welcome, Paul. Hey guys. <laughs> Sorry he, for being late. I, I was dr- in the studio recording. Oh, it looks like you're driving somewhere now. <laughs> yeah, I just, just, just pulled he's out. Hard, he's hard right wow, that's a great angle there. There we go. The steering wheel. <laughs> See if I can make it better. Uh, that's good. Probably not. Glad to have you, Paul. Yeah. Thanks so, for, uh, for having us. Yes. Well, no yeah. problem. Yeah, we're enjoying it. There, there you, you are. Go. Oh, all right. Nice. <laughs> there you go. Very good. So I was just going to ask Michael, where can people get a hold of the DVD or Blu-ray? You say sold out, but they they can yeah. stream it somewhere, or is it a hard copy well, somewhere? Streaming, streaming has not happened yet, but it's no. going to happen. Great, and we'll keep yeah, people up on only, it. Yeah, the only hard copies are available on Trenches of Rock, right? Uh, you know, his website. Okay, good. And you can buy it through our store as well. Right on. You know, it goes directly to his store, but yeah, Trenches of Rock or Trenches of Rock Film. I can't remember exactly what it is, but yeah. you just go to bloodgoodband.com and, and it'll be right there for you. Yeah. yeah. I know they used your song for the Seahawks. Was it in their um, um, their oh, documentary or is it just one of the uh, Christian's um, presentation? No, uh, the Seahawks picked it up for a while. So That's we what were I thought, really yeah. About yeah. That's yeah. great, yeah. And I have a relationship with uh, Paul Selvey, who Paul Selvey is uh, one of our big sports announcers around here. And, oh. um, yeah, so I, I, I gave it to him just to show him, you know, kind of what we were doing. And he was excited. He goes, do you mind if I play it during my show? And I was like, yes, don't don't play it during your show. We don't want to be known as anything. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah. Exactly. You don't want any free publicity or anything. And so I said, please do. And he put it on his show as a closing uh, out of credits. And uh, he's kind of a blood good fan, closet blood good fan. Terrific. Yeah. yeah. Great. Oh, that is really good. I think you can still see it on YouTube. I remember I That's what I thought. It. I thought people, you can see almost anything on YouTube. That's so. true. I know, right? Yeah. Hey. No, we'll have to but check you that out. You can see Trenches, but you can't see uh, Trenches of Rock. That film's no. not on YouTube. No, it's just the song, just the video for the with the football. No, I'm just saying, but that these days, that's amazing. You it know? is, yeah. Well, guys, I'm going to let you go, and uh, you've got some songwriting to do tonight, I believe. Is that right? <laughs> or is well, it you know, your well, night gone? No, I think your night's shot now. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, it's shot. No, this, this is great. <laughs> this is really fun. Any final words at all for the audience that would be appreciated? Well, number one, I want to say, Jeff, thank yes. you so much. I mean, obviously, you have been around us since our first gig in yes. the from there when you discovered that we were wearing makeup. And, I mean, right. and up until now. I mean, yeah. that's that's pretty faithful. You're you very welcome. supported us all along, and we're really just so grateful that you have done that and we want to make that clear thank you and, uh, so everybody listen to this man he he's uh, been around for a while <laughs> thank you so bringing, much appreciate it he's you guys. bringing the truth you know and yeah. I, I think for me i would just say that jeff i mean it always feels so natural um you know interacting with you on this kind of capacity because it's 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 comfortable and that's not yeah. always the case it's, this is comfortable and yeah it's, it's yeah, good yeah. and anyone listening He's very comfortable. Well, thank you. I, I was nervous all day thinking how, because for one, I ha- this is the first time I've used Zoom for this. Right, is, right. I've used the Facebook Messenger. No, you know, it's worked fine. But I also was wondering, okay, I'm going to get uh, four of you on at the same time, and how is it going to go? But it's been really wonderful. Just absolutely yeah, yeah. love it. Um, Michael, what were you going to say? I know you have something, buddy. Come on. He, he opened his mouth. Come on, Michael. To say Come on, boy. Good. 
<laughs> Go ahead, Michael. <laughs> well, I, I, I like to close off just, yes. you know, we're all about Jesus, and that's Amen. what our music is about. That's what we're preaching about. That's what we sing about. That's who matters in our life. So mm-hmm. if anybody out there is listening to this, has ever made that decision to follow Christ tonight? Today's your day of salvation. Amen. That's the best. Thank you so much, guys. And Michael, I will make it down to your church one day. (laughs) Yeah, well, uh, yeah, you be praying about that because we don't have a church right now. You know, we have a we have a church. Yeah, Yeah. you're welcome to that anytime you want. Absolutely. Okay. (laughs) I really appreciate it. Have a good night, everybody. And Michael, I'll send you my email so you can send me your recording, and I'll compare the two together. God bless you guys. It's been absolutely wonderful. Love you all. And thank you so much for doing this. I'll keep you posted when we broadcast it and air it, and I'll make sure you all get a copy. Very <laughs> nice. Thank you. With music. Okay, have a good night. All right. All right. Thank oh, you. Cool. God all right. bless thank you guys. You. All right. Bye-bye. Woo! Take care. Hey, guys. <laughs> <laughs> <Love> you. <laughs>